Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Wednesday, February 9th in the year 2022. And sometimes I think that we are heading into the dark ages, which would put us back about a thousand years. Man, I'll tell you, some crazy going on. And Canada's continuing to hold the line. We'll talk a little bit about that. But tomorrow and Thursday are going to be our big, like, wampum Canada days. Let's do it. That's that sort of thing. But tonight we're going to have a fantastic interview with what I think is the probably the preeminent investigative journalist in our era that's Corey Lynn of Corey Diggs. It's a great interview, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we begin tonight, Mike Lindell of My Pillow is one of the great patriots of our time, as as well as one of the great CEOs of our history. And he's a man of Christ. He's powerful. He's put his money into fighting for liberty, and of course, that's why he, I continue to support him so much. And I hope you do too. So that mypillow.com forward slash bards mypillow.com forward slash bards that's the bars nation home landing page on my pillow all sorts of amazing savings with your bards code b-a-r-d-s and right now when you order there on my pillow and you use that promo code b-a-r-d-s bards you're going to get a free copy of mike's great book on the story his life story of coming from addiction to one of the greatest ceos of our time i think mike leads truly as one should lead you can imagine having 300 of mike lindell's in our nation It'd be in a different type of world. And so I encourage you to check out all the products over there. They're fantastic products, super quality, great company. And you know that when you buy stuff over there, that you're going to be putting your dollars into a vote for liberty. So that includes all sorts of great things for your home. Comforters, big discounts on those right now. We have the sleepwear for men and women, 50% off on that, 50% off on my slippers. Of course, we love slippers because we had slipper revolution at Bart's Fest. And you've got the Giza sheets are like 60% off right now. Crazy, comfortable sheets. And then, of course, the classic my pillow, which I don't know what he just done to these things. It's like these are sheets and pillows. You're like, okay, it's sheets and pillows. And then you get them, and you're like, how did I ever live without them? So there's some sort of magic going on over there. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Check it out. Use your promo code bards. You can use that same promo code on Frank's speech and then my store, and then my store site. And get all sorts of fantastic savings. Plus, you're going to get a copy of Mike's book, which you just can't beat, which is fantastic. Okay, also, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the home of the Bard's Nation Coffee. It's a coffee designed for your health, boost your immune system, give you that sustained energy through the whole day, those sorts of things that we need in a warrior's fight. And on when you get over there, you're going to find all sorts of other, I can't even speak, all sorts of other great health supplements over there, which are fantastic. Your immune, immune booster, which is called Immune XP, built around pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. 
You have a gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut because leaky gut is one of the preeminent causes of sickness in our nation. You also have earth, which is a full body nutrient supplement powder. One scoop, mix it with water, drink it for the day. It's about all your body needs for nutrients for the whole day. It doesn't mean don't eat, by the way. And you have Pure 47, which is just, it's a refined silver extract, one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. It is a very important product to have in your health inventory in this COVID SARS crazy environment we're in right now. So make sure and stock up on it. It's essential. Finally, there's the Founder's Bible, thefoundersbible.com, which is the Bible for our time. That's an NASB 1995 edition. Fantastic Bible. Use your promo code there, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off. Founder's Bible also has our founder's documents worked in, and you get to experience not only a lesson in God's Word, but in how our founding fathers used Scripture as a living language, which is rather eye-opening. So again, thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS. You You can find all these links below the podcast. So before we kick in tonight, just a few updates on Canada. There has been some discussion in truckers that they're going to be moving out of Ottawa into Toronto. In fact, they kind of gave Toronto a big kiss, literally, and said, here we come. So I hear that's going to be a big development. They continue to shut down the traffic north and south. The one caution I continue to throw at this, and I'm going to say it and say it and say it, Canada needs to understand, as the world needs to understand, as the Americans need to understand, that politicians now are suddenly starting to give in to these mandates. They're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll raise the mandates. This is not a win, patriots. This is, this is a shell game. They are giving in mandates now. They had already planned to give in to mandates right now. That's why some of this timing of this trucker thing was a little bit suspect with some of the original planning, not because the truckers are bad, they're great, but some of the original money that was trickling in was had some potential ties to the Soros groups. And I, you can kind of see what they were doing is kind of make people feel like they're having a big win and then they're not having a win at all. Blame the truckers on the food shortages, that sort of thing. The thing is that this timing that the truckers are doing right now is in the people's control. And we have to hold the line, but people have to really grasp how big this is. We are not fighting for mandates there's nothing about this about some mandate. Mandates is a is a joke. What we're fighting for is liberty. And that means no social credit score. That means no social credit ID, no digital IDs. That means complete eradication, not only of the mandates, but of the powers that went with those mandates. Notice what they did under the cover of COVID. They have literally eviscerated the constitutions and charters across the globe of every nation. And so now they're like, oh, we're going to give you something back. People are like, oh, we won. You did not win. You haven't won. We haven't won anything yet. We haven't even got back to zero. And, and that's, like my, <laughs> that's like a double minus zero. Because we already were at zero with the Patriot Act, so we have to get back there. So be very cautious. This fight has to be solid. Canada is has got a lot on, on them, and Canada's never been in this sort of pinnacle point. So when they need prayers and they need support, 
Canadians, we have no doubt that you can lead the world, but just saying it, you've not led the world like this before. All eyes are on you. And if you falter, the world falters with you. Welcome to being on the top tier, being the top dog in the game. And people are looking to Canada to be tough and to hold the line. And the government's going to start maneuvering. They already are. You listen to these politicians, and they're giving you the sly talk. It's like, I believe there should be some reduction in the mandates. Listen to these words, reduction. Or we will get to this next week. We will begin. We will begin the reduction. No, it's like now. End it. And it's all or nothing. This is what we're in. This is the fight for humanity. This isn't like you're going to be able to get your Big Mac and an extra order of fries. You you need to get the whole thing. That means like the supersize on all the meals at once. <laughs> Bad example, but you got my point. You can't. We can't play compromise here. This is what they've done is they've indoctrinated this mentality of of compromising in every single thing we do. And it becomes a constant way of us thinking that we can't win unless we compromise. Absolutely wrong. That's why we always push towards that purity of walking with God, that relationship in Christ. That's non-compromising. So let's keep that in mind. And we'll get into a lot more of that tomorrow and Thursday. or I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday, which is tomorrow and Friday. All right, so tonight, Corey Lynn. Corey Lynn is, I, I literally mean this, she is probably one of the finest investigative journalists of our time. That's not an exaggeration. Corey is a, what, a true, what you want to call a true digger, hence her name of her site, Corey's Digs. And you'll want to check that out. I follow the site, and I have for a long time. You can support the site if you want, I do. We need people like this. They're true talents and true truth seekers in the greatest of ways. Huge resource on Corey's Dig site. Resources for you. So it is really, really important to follow her. So without further ado, you're going to want to hear this interview. This is about an hour long. Great conversation. And I'm sure Corey will be back on. So here we go. Let me introduce you to Corey Lynn. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored today to have Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs on. She is probably one of the best investigative journalists in this day. She is one who is a true truth digger. Uh, she has gone through some of the hardest topics. She doesn't leave anything uncovered. She looks both at the strategic view and she puts the picture together. She builds the network maps. She paints the picture. So it's a great honor to have you on. Corey, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So this is a, a, a nice thing to have you here because I've followed you for some time, um, I've, probably since 2017 is when I first started following some of your work. And it's just, it's just excellent, it's the work that you've done. Give us a little background just for the audience about yourself and, and where things are at. Oh, gosh. Well... I started, I think I jumped on to social media to um, start sort of digging into and exposing some stuff back in 2016. And then by 2018, I had accumulated so much research. I said, man, I need to build a website so that I can 
archive this. And then I need to put together resources for people so they can do their own digging and just, you know, never stopped from there. And then uh, a couple of years into it, I got together with the Sharp Edge and the speaker and we started doing a weekly podcast uh, where we cover my reports and their videos and go over, you know, whatever is going on in the news that week. Uh, so it's, it's been, um, pretty nonstop, right? It's hard to keep up with it all. Oh, it is indeed. So you've done some pretty amazing work over the time. Um, probably notable for me. And I know we were talking a little bit about this before the show was your work with Haiti and the Clintons. And I know that's a while back, but if you can remember any about that, cause that was some real amazing digging because you were really getting into the child sex trafficking issue. You were getting into the connections, the the movement of kids through their various shell companies and so forth? Yeah. Um, gosh, that was a while back. Um, I actually had a source I was communicating with at the time on a few of the pieces that I wrote pertaining to Haiti. And I started, um, I started noticing, like everyone else, all the connections to the Clintons in regards to child trafficking. And so I did um, a pretty in-depth piece on not just their connections, but I dug back through Hillary's history, even though, you know, Bill is just as bad, but, but Hillary had a very interesting history. So I built a time. I like to build timelines with my reports. Um, cause I learn a lot when I'm doing that. And so <clears throat> just to show the places that she's worked, who she was affiliated with the, uh, education that she had, um, so many things involving children and then connected to so many people that have now, you know, are doing prison time or have done and have been killed. Uh, and, and then her involvement with, gosh, I'm going from memory here. I want to say, I don't want to get this wrong. Was it Polaris? It was, um, it was a whole uh, database system that they were allegedly putting together um, to prevent human trafficking and missing children. And it was international. And I said, my God, they have this whole database, you know, <laughs> all these people connected in and here they have access to this. And so, yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty dark piece. Um, I've, I've covered a ton on the Clintons, ton on the Clintons, because they're, they're at the center of every agenda. I mean, I'd say Bill Gates is, is your primary dog at the center and the Rockefellers. And well, there's a whole bunch of them, but Clintons are definitely connected into a lot of these agendas. You've done some work as well on transgenders, which was an interesting bit. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah. So I did a four-part series on that about manufacturing and industry because they're they're literally exploiting transgenders and using it to build an entire industry, not not even so much for money though that's there, but to basically remove gender. You know, they with their whole transhuman agenda. It's, it's quite clear where they're headed with this. And so I started digging into, I mean, my gosh, just the puberty blockers. Um, the, it's, it's, it's really, that, that was one of the hardest, hardest digs I ever had to do. It was, 
it was very upsetting um, digging into that because they're they're going after children as young as three years old and trying to confuse them. It's this massive psychological agenda, and we're all seeing it play out now. And we're talking, you know, LGBTQ is only makes up like less than four and a half percent and transgender is less than 1%. And yet we need to change entire systems to adjust to that. And everyone needs to have a pronoun. And so I went back all the way back to the 1950s and started showing who all was involved in this manufacturing of this industry all the way down to, you know, the, um, the, the hormone therapy and the surgeries and the legislation and funding who the funders are. And it's really, it's really quite disturbing. It is. It was some great conversations I had back in 2016 with uh, some of the gay lesbian group in UK and they were struggling with a lot of the things that were going on and they were sharing how they were seeing this being not only an agenda, but like, the whole racket of the drug uh, cartel, if you will, it's the pharmaceutical because once they get these kids on that, Mm -hmm. uh, it's permanent. They'll never get off of it for the rest of their life. So that's that whole model is, is being, is really their, is their ideal model. They want people hooked on their drugs, their, their hormones or whatever it is they're producing. And it is a for life thing. Right. And to sterilize them or to castrate or, you know, um, it, it's like the same agenda with uh, breaking apart the family and pushing the mom to work. Um, all under the guise, you know, they have. Uh, I once thought about writing up a dictionary of of deep state terms, just just to show what their meanings, what the words they use, and what they really mean. Because once once you see it, it becomes very transparent, and it's it's um you read everything in a completely different manner than someone who's not aware of what's going on. They're going to read it and it's going to sound good. or It's going to sound like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, you, you even have that on your, your about section of your page talking about the importance of what, of staying with the digs because eventually you see it. Yeah. And once you see it, you'll never, you'll never, basically you'll never look at the world the same way, which I completely agree. Yeah. It's like learning, learning another language. And once you learn it, you just, you know it, you know, you read it different, you see it different, you hear it different. That's absolutely true. You know, you've done some recent work on this COVID thing, Mm -hmm. um, the the scam, the scam of all scams. Uh, Where did you begin with that? So, because I, I've covered this thing on this channel for almost two years now and looking at the, the rise of the, of this I guess we're 18 months technically, but you know, when COVID first hits, we even go back to the EO of 2019 that Trump signs um, to change the way we do vaccine manufacturing. And then suddenly, you know, three months later, we get hit with this magic virus um, that comes out of nowhere, supposedly. Right. 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 Out of nowhere. So I've probably covered COVID uh, more than anything else at this point. Um, I've, I think I've done probably over 20 reports just on, just pertaining to COVID. And where I started was um, shortly after it hit, there was, you know, we were all confused. We were all wondering where was this coming from? Is this gonna be a giant false flag? Or are they really going for it? Is this part of the depopulation agenda? And so 
we were at that stage of the game and I started reaching out to um, people in the medical field and hospitals because that's when, if you remember, when we were seeing uh, supposedly hospitals were being flooded everywhere. And so I had already had some connections with people that worked in, um, you know, they were either pathologists or uh, nurses, uh, respiratory therapists, doctors, you name it. And so I reached out to people that I put a, basically put a message out on Twitter and I verified credentials and verified, you know, screenshots of, of their computer screens and numbers and where they were working and whatnot. And, and they didn't divulge anything that would have been, you know, um, I don't know if illegal is the right word, but that would have jeopardized anyone. It's not like they gave me specific names of patients or anything, but I was trying to get what everyone wanted to know, which was, are the hospitals really being flooded? What's really going on, you know, behind the scenes? And so I, I think I covered, um, I took multiple states and probably covered about 20 different hospitals just to show what was going on. And that ended up turning into uh like a five part series, because from there I started tracking the CDC data and Johns Hopkins data and immediately started noticing how the CDC was hiding the numbers. And it didn't take long before we saw they were burying them in with uh, influenza and pneumonia. And so I just, I mean, I just stayed on it ever since then. It's a rabbit hole Yeah, of all rabbit holes. It really is. Well, and it's it's amazing because I, we take a look at this, and I've kind of come to my my own place on this, and um, so I think it's a good discussion here. Anyways, essentially three objectives as I've identified with this combination of the COVID fear to drive people into the vax, and the vax is obviously it's their it's their money. That's the big game right there. Uh, so it's obviously depopulation of one critical sector without any question. And that's the elderly because that's the pending doom of the social security system that they're trying to avoid, which is 2028. And then you've got this next wave of injury, which is massive and whether everybody will eventually suffer shortened life from it, but it's the, the money that they make off of the injured. That's incredible. It just pilfering of that. And then you have this other side, which is, both the youth and the newborns of parents with that are dual vaxxed. There is a hybrid mm-hmm. being, which they're, they're referring to as human 2.0 coming out of this, which is pretty frightening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all very disturbing. I mean, as you're talking, I have like all these statistics and some, you know, information flying through my head. Uh, I recently spoke with a medical examiner because I wanted, you know, who's done autopsies on people after they receive the jab. And I wanted to understand the process because I know this isn't being reported on. I mean, I think by now, anyone who's been following this knows how much of this is being buried um, at every stop from hospitals not reporting it to the the VAERS system, to the DOD, to, to, you know, military, all of it. And I wanted to see from, from the medical examiner what's going on. And what I was told, and I, and I have this in an, in an article on my site, is that what happens is, so for example, with like nursing homes and hospice, there's 
what they call investigators at the medical uh, examiner's office that contact them and whoever answers the phone, whether it's, you know, administrative or a nurse, they say, okay, well, so-and-so just passed away. All right. Well, what, you know, what are the codes or give me the little, give me the information, the little summary on, on how they passed away. And there's no conversation about when they got the jab, how many jabs they got, if they had reaction to it, it's not even talked about. And the investigators are too scared to even ask. And so the file gets sent over to the medical examiner's office who, who basically just signs off on it. They don't get to see the full file of the patient. So they have no way of even knowing. So this particular medical examiner took it upon themselves after doing autopsies, was concerned about a handful of them and contacted the families to get additional information and quickly discovered that they were right on the mark with what they were seeing, that these folks had recently received the jab. And we're talking middle, middle-aged people in these cases. This wasn't even like from nursing homes uh, or hospice. So, so the point is, is we're not, we're not getting even close to the true numbers of what's going on. And unfortunately I said, well, you know, what about the family? So are they not asking, like if, if someone passes in the hospital, are they not talking with anyone about the fact that, oh, maybe the jab caused this heart attack or I want an autopsy done. And they told me no, because unfortunately the, the people at the hospital are certainly not going to bring that up. And they're going to, they're going to say, this is what the cause is. They're not even going to mention the jab and families are so brainwashed by the system that it doesn't even cross their mind that that could have had something to do with it. I run into that a lot and I, you're, you're dead on because there is a psychosis that has settled in on society, which is stunning to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting yeah. um, message that was shared yesterday by Stu Peters from Dr. Zelenko who was, if you know that name, he was the one who set up the early yeah. protocols for COVID. And right. this is right to your point, and, and I'll just read this. According to Israeli funeral directors, the number of dead, especially younger people, has overwhelmed their capacity to give everyone a proper burial. Israel has the most four-booster vaccinated people. Israeli people are not dying from Omicron. They are dying from vaccine-induced AIDS. The vaccine destroyed the immune systems of the Israeli people. What the Nazis started, the Israeli government is finishing, death by vaccine. And then he concludes, Israel just awarded its highest prize, the Genesis Award to Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a that's a whole rabbit hole in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was just telling me the other day, I didn't see this, so I don't know if he heard this on Fox news or where he heard this, but he was saying that there were reports that uh, in Israel, that some people, because of, I believe it was Israel because of uh, lockdowns that some people were actually starving to death because they weren't allowed to leave their homes to even go to the grocery store and get food. I wouldn't be surprised. We've, I've heard it in China. So I know that that has been happening in China. In fact, there's been reports coming out that people are screaming at night from the pain of starvation. Oh my God. That's horrific. This is an outright kill of a segments of society, in my opinion. And I, and I think the facts back it up without any question of what we're witnessing. Oh yeah. And it's the, the 
challenge, and I talk a lot about this on the channel, is that we're all going through this bread and circus right now of politics to get people ginned up for the 2022 elections and so forth. And it's, it's really, it's silly in, in so many ways because nothing's been fixed in that realm, and yet we're supposed to be looking there. And yet the one thing that not one politician, not one has said is stop the vax. Everybody says it's your choice, but not one says right. stop it. And that in right. itself should disturb everybody, especially with the numbers that we're looking at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing I just I want to make sure I mention is I have on my site, it's called COVID resources, and uh, you can find it under my solutions tab. But I also have it as a as a banner image on all my pages. So it's easy to find. And I have medical information, uh, legal uh, forms, job boards, all kinds of fantastic resources on there. So if anybody's, you know, looking uh, it's a good resource to bookmark. Oh, absolutely. I'll make sure people have it and we'll get it. Um, as we improve the website over the next couple of weeks, we'll put your link up there as well. Because I think this is huge, Corey. I'm, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Really nicely done. And it's a nice compilation of things. You have also done some recent work, which is very much in my interest area, is this uh, psychological war that we're under. And it's... Huh. It's. I noticed you. I think you have a six-part series. Is that the last part of it? Or do you have more to come? No. It's. It's. <laughs> I wish it's a nine-part series, and uh, so I'm working on part seven now, which is the federal and state funding um, by the billions, because of course they use the COVID relief funds towards this too. Uh, this is the. So this is. They call it pre-K through adults. I call it cradle to grave because it's lifelong obedience training, and it's it's cell, it's social emotional learning. And, and so critical race theory, a little bit of a distraction because it technically it, it's, it's just another extension of the program underneath cell is like, is like big daddy. This is the program that's in 110 countries. All the globalists are tied into, they are all funding. Many of the same people funding the COVID agenda are funding this. And I mean, Carnegie Corporation, Rockefellers, Fetzer Institute, Bill Gates, uh, Wallace, uh, gosh, I could go on and on. And they have this, this international, this huge coalition that, of course, former World Bank President Jim Young Kim, who I've reported on extensively, is part of that group. Uh, there's, there's, you know, state former state leaders, big, big politicians that are all involved in this. And it's the finance mechanism to fund this. And what it is in, in a nutshell, <laughs> it's very hard for me to nutshell is the ultimate psychological agenda that they started back in like the seventies and eighties through the education system, brought it up through common core, thanks to Bill Gates funding that. And have now brought it into more of a um, social emotional, which of course with COVID, you know, for mental health, we need funding for this. And so we got the Department of Education backing this. I mean, everyone who is anyone is involved in this because it is literally the psychological training, the obedience training through the education system where they get the parents involved 
in literally brainwashing their own children. They get the community involved and it goes up through businesses. And they want this to be, it, it's to build their future workforce to get everyone plugged in and everyone on the blockchain. And so they have obedient little servants that they're raising. They want the children. They're, they're, they're done with us adults. They're, you know, and, and especially done with the elderly. They want the children. So uh, I'm, I'm finishing up. Uh, I'm going to have a timeline recap at the end and names of everyone I've covered in this report, which is already over 300 people. Wow. That's yeah. It's pretty well, insane. When you do this sort of work and I'm speaking as well for myself, but it, I don't know how you are, but there's, there's days that it, you literally just want to like unplug and say, <laughs> see ya. I, I'm going to go get my little hovel up on the property and shut the world off and tune everything out. I, I can't imagine you don't get to that same place. Oh yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a workaholic, so I, I get to that point a lot and I have to push through. Um, or what I'll do is because I really want to switch gears and start working primarily on, on solutions. And so I'll, like a week or two ago, I did a piece on homesteading tips and I interviewed John Moody, who's fantastic. And so there's some great resources in there, uh, great tips from him, and they're doing an upcoming rogue food event. So I wanted to put that out to everyone. And so I'll, I'll do that, you know, I'll switch gears and I'll do a solutions piece where it's more warm and fuzzy and it makes me feel good and it's positive and it kind of balances me out a bit knowing that I'm, I'm getting something helpful out there instead of always talking about this, you know. I feel like at this point in the game, I've exposed so many agendas and operations that I could very comfortably move on to just doing solution pieces for now on because all these agendas will always be on my website. And a lot of the lengthier ones, I PDF and I, so everything's free. It's, you can subscribe for free to my newsletter. You can access everything. I don't have a paywall, but I had a lot of requests because my reports are so long to PDF them. And so when I would get done with them, I would <laughs> format it into a PDF and upload them into my bookshop. And it's just a small fee for those. Oh, it's a very small fee. I'm just saying that to Patriots. I, I just bought a bunch of them and Corey's, Prices are like three ninety five or four ninety five. So, get on over there. There's some fantastic <laughs> stuff. And and really, I'm serious. the The work that you've that I picked out tonight was uh, really stellar. It's just right on that edge of where we all really need to be and thinking. And it's a lot of the things I cover on this channel. So it was really nice to see. This homesteading thing is also near and dear to my heart. We have a program we've been working on here for well over a year called County by County, and it's basically seven pillars of resetting your home towards a sovereign mentality. And uh, so that's the the first one is home churches. Um, The second is homeschooling. The third is uh, Patriot Gardens, which is um, growing your own food. It's a revival concept of the Victory Gardens. Um, Fourth is right work, which is to work for yourself, not for the corporate crazies. And, Amen. and then the fifth is health and wellness, which is to reestablish control over your health by what you eat, what you do, understanding protocols to keep yourself healthy yeah, and, and building community resources. And then your, their fifth or your sixth pillar is informed action to really understand what you're doing in the community, what's going on in the community, who are the movers and shakers to really understand that. Right. And then the f- seventh element is, um, 
is stewardship and conservation, which is really being much more conscious about how we live, not being a disposable culture, but going back to be a sustainable culture. I like so that. When I read your work, there's a lot of overlap. And it's, I've always find this interesting because I think mm-hmm. we come to the same, we arrive through different points right. at many of the same conclusions because we're, we're faced with how draconian this, this, elite evil is literally i mean they just they want nothing more than to enjoy the suffering of the humanity at their own expense oh yeah and when and it's they like to box us in to think that the only way is their way right and yet this other step is to say nope i'm going to unplug and i'm going to go my way and with this we're going to build out what i consider to be a true breakaway economy what are your thoughts on that oh yeah we absolutely have to do it i mean the reality is there's no running away from this um it's all it's all coming down and it and it's kind of (laughs) like oh this sounds terrible but i almost feel like we're driving through a series of tornadoes and we're hoping we don't get hit too much by these and we're able to dodge these and we have to create and build right now we're like we're way past that actually we're in the 11th hour we should have started two years ago five years ago creating and building Um, You know, I've always operated for like 25 years now outside the system. So I don't like being boxed in um, any more than than the next person. Uh, But but the truth of the matter is we're we're all going to we're all going through this and it's it's difficult. You know, it's it's hard. And um, I know some people are scared and they don't you know, they don't quite know how to handle this or where to live or what to do or how to grow food. And so I think it's really, really important that people network and build these communities and, um, and co-op programs and, and, and focus more on that. It's, it's way better for the soul (laughs) than, uh, than constantly focusing on this, this news in, in which case, you know, a lot of it is, fear tactic and propaganda and brainwashing um, as compared to what's really rolling out. This is a true statement right there. And it's something I've I've observed. It's very interesting. I think most people overlook, I won't say most, but many overlook is that nothing has been forced. Everything has been threatened. It's a big difference. And yes, I did an article on did that. You? That's great. All right. So, <laughs> I so I'd love to hear your perspective because this is to me, it's like, man, you're missing it. They're not doing anything. They're just threatening you and you're responding to the threat out of fear. Right. 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 And as I said, everyone stop needs to stop using the term forced because right now you have a choice. Does the choice suck that you might actually lose your job? Yes, but it's still a choice. Does the choice, you know, and, and are they coming in and pinning you down and and putting that injection in your arm so you can keep your job? No, that's a choice. And I think that in, in some cases, it's easier for people to tell themselves that they're being forced because they're doing something they really don't want to do. And so it's kind of like putting the blame off on someone else. And I, and I get it. Everyone's pissed off and this is tyranny and it's terrible, but the bottom line is you you have to differentiate that because that'll do a psychological number on you. If you keep saying you're being forced and, you know, this is causing a lot of anxiety for people. Well, I totally agree. There's enough to cause anxiety right now without feeling like you're literally 
being forced through all of this. Well, it's, that's absolute truth. I think that's what's so amazing about their methods is they really don't do a lot of things to people. They stand off. They <laughs> You have some troll sitting up in your Capitol building writing edicts mm-hmm. like a king or queen and saying, you must, and people say, I shall. It's amazing right. that the compliance factor that's imbo- involved here. And every time people agree to it or give into it, it just right. empowers them a bit more. Right. Right. And it's, and it's fear factor. And in fact, that was part five of my first five part series I did on COVID was that it's, it's fear. And I actually pulled uh, psychological documents from the CIA reading room and um, some other documents to show in their own words, how they manipulate minds. And it was so in sync with what we're seeing going on right now. You mentioned earlier Common Core, and I've done some real deep digging on Common Core, and, I, and this is where I came to with Common Core. I'd love to get your opinion on this. The um, Common Core to me was basically MK Ultra Light, that the by inverting kids, constantly turning the truths with children, or things like you can do a math problem, but the answer doesn't doesn't matter. You were creating basically. The, the fractured mental state of constantly in chaos in children that then allows for them to be more easily programmed as they go farther down the way in the school system until they're finished and using that in college and spit out with absolutely knowing nothing but being totally energized to do something, which is a rather profound conclusion with being like $50,000 in debt or more, right? yeah 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 it's the psychological number they've done um that and more and more they just keep removing academics at this point in the game they have i believe it's uh 16 key points for teaching and 12 of them are cell-based which is behavior personality emotional regulation they're literally so they're trying to bring ed tech into all of this. I mean, trillions of dollars are being thrown at ed tech. So we've got, of course, you know, Metaverse, Facebook, but we got Chan Chan Zuckerberg um, initiative funding this crap. Pritzker is very involved. There's so many people involved and they're building these smartphone apps that they call brain training that's supposed to help with mental wellness. And, And so the whole virtual schooling and the ed tech and everything they're bringing into it, imagine what they're doing from a mind control standpoint, just through frequencies alone, which we know is all very possible and has been done many times. And so it's it, it's literally all about reshaping them, pulling them away from the home, um, mental, you know, get, getting them to believe in one mind. They're called, they call us all global citizens, global digital citizens. Now that's the new term for it. Digital citizens. Mm, nice. <laughs> I didn't realize I was part of meta yet, but I guess I have just been <laughs> recruited. Yeah, oh, man. Unbelievable. You have done uh, another piece I'm looking at here as part of your, it's on your um, bookstore and it's the financial takeover in your bank account. Uh, That's a real interesting area. And I've obviously I'm another one. I've been talking a lot about the need for us to break from the main system as much as we can and start moving towards an independent currency. But I'm not a big fan of crypto. 
And so I'd like Mm-mm. to get your thoughts on that because I know you had another piece up there that asked, does, does blockchain or does Bitcoin offer the ability to create sovereign currency? What are your thoughts here? So, uh, okay, so that piece, be- before I cover that, because this is really important for people to, people can do this right now. You can go into your online bank account and look and see how, I can almost guarantee 90% of all banks have done this already. They've categorized your spending. So if you go into your bank account, instead of just seeing your deposits and withdrawals now, it'll show um, all for convenience, of course. It'll show your income. (laughs) They have a category for income. Can't imagine why, because we want to hook that to the IRS. And then they'll uh, they'll have groceries, health um, medicine, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. There, there's several different categories, and and the purpose of that is so that they can eventually, when they flip this switch and we move to digital currency, and they have everyone on their digital ID, is they can control your spending, and they'll be able to shut off various areas of that. So they're completely monitoring your funds. And I encourage everyone to get into more small family-owned banks and credit unions. Um, as far as to your question, as far as cryptocurrency, I look, I know I personally know people that are in it and they say they're aware and they're gonna make what they can make and then they're gonna get out. I'm just gonna tell you right now that the whole cryptocurrency agenda, and I'm not referring to Bitcoin, I'm speaking about cryptocurrency is to push this, the digital currency forward, the CBDCs. And we've already got MasterCard already rolled out their pilots. Visa's in the process of rolling out theirs, who has like over 160 patents on how, on blockchain. And so we've got the major credit card companies that are already setting this all up. They're setting the framework up for the, for the crypto, for the wallets, to move to the digital currency. And you've got your big box stores like Walmart's on board. I'm sure many others are on board too. And that really is, is where this whole COVID pandemic was to push in addition to, of course, you know, depopulation and other nefarious things was to push the whole vaccine ID passports and digital identities forward to get us all onto a blockchain. Every resource, every product, every human being from birth on, they want on the blockchain. They want to trace our food, all of it. Yep. And and that's how they control us. It is indeed. What do you think the timeline is on that from your experience? Mm-hmm. It's moving faster than I'd like. <laughs> so that's a truth. So I did I did a four-part series that I started uh, I think in June or July of last year. And in fact, I just recently did a 22 ways to stop vaccine ID passports. Uh, and, and so we took those four and took the ways to stop it and made it into a five chapter book, which, which I told you before we started is, is going to print next week. So in a few weeks, I'll have that in, in a full book form. And what's, handy about it is I, I did a recap in there um, with, there's like a couple hundred names in that list. And it's important that people 
start to understand all the names and companies and organizations and banks and players, there's a lot of players and some of them may be lower on the totem pole, but they're still part of pushing this agenda forward. You know, whether it's the technology apps or alleged privacy under Linux Foundation, uh, there's so many players involved. So timeline-wise, sorry, so timeline-wise, uh, they already have all our data scraped. They, they've already been building our social scores. I mean, we can see that by just being deplatformed. You know, you, you and I are completely going to have a zero <laughs> for our, credit, our social credit score. I think, I think I'm negative. I think I'm already <laughs> Right? We will not be allowed to buy a cheeseburger. So uh, <laughs> they do. Illinois actually has this diagram I included in there where they show people that are getting um, like food stamps, you know, that you go through the government and then they show the little routing system of the smart contracts between the grocery store and the person and they go to use their wallet and pay for it. And they show the burger off to the side because it wasn't healthy food. So they're literally gonna control which food items you can purchase. So, and, and then of course they're doing the, the climate score too. We're gonna have that. And uh, so, so this is already in place and we can see how quickly the, the central bankers who are running the Federal Reserve, who, you know, Congress is complete puppets at this point in the game. So everything's very well in place. It's a matter of doing things in their timing. And I'm not saying they're going to do away with cash this year. I think that's going to take some time. But as far as, look, Biden's about to sign an EO that's going to create the framework and regulations on cryptocurrency. So we know what's next is the digital currency. So it's, it's moving quicker than I would like. I, I can't really say much more than that as far as a timeline goes. My opinion right now with the trucker issue up in Canada mm -hmm. yeah, and why I think it's so important is it's disrupting their timeline. Yeah. It's a, it's a sort of thing that I've said recently that the system's going to crash one way or the other. You're not going to stop that freight train. It's coming and they're going to crash it. If they get it on their terms, they're going to crash it right. and then they're going to force you all at once into their channel of control. Right. What I have, my personal position is with Canada and hopefully others around the world, if, the, if people can grasp this, is do it now. Stop the entire, disrupt the entire supply chain system completely now. Stop it so it's on our timeline force the system down and disrupt their rollout, which is about the best we can do to wake people up and to get more people to literally say, I will not participate. That's my thoughts. Yours. So here's the thing though. These people are so smart. I mean, I hate to say it, but they are. And they plan so far ahead that they have calculated out our moves and I'm pretty certain they've probably calculated out, you know, I, I can envision them sitting in their little back rooms with all their, with their playbooks and going, okay, well, this one just, this action just took place. So let's roll out this. And that action just took place. So let's roll out this. So do I think that it's important that the truckers are there right now? Absolutely. I think we, 
need to take a stand. I think it's showing people that we have the ability to take a stand and that's giving people hope and God knows everyone needs hope right now. And will it disrupt the supply chain? Absolutely. Is that to our advantage or disadvantage? I, I honestly can't say because they could take this and use it. I could see how they could take it and use it to their advantage and um, try to, you know, create more inflation that they've been manufacturing themselves. And uh, I highly suspect they're going to start pulling some stuff with, with the meat. I think they're going to start, you know, whether they throw out some foodborne illness or something else or supply chain issues, pulling meat and then starting to integrate their lab grown meat, which is supposed to hit this year. That's going to be lovely. So, so that's a tough one. This is soil, this is soil yeah. and green is what this is. Yeah. It's, it's atrocious. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that I'm not, I mean, when I say that I'm no way am I saying it naively because it's, I, I, and, I've had these conversations on my channel and my show, which is that it's going to be extremely difficult that they are going to, the only real opportunity we have is to push as hard as we can right now to disrupt their flow and to hold that line yep. and just not give in because right. they're going to Canada's ramping up. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it is something late tonight, but Ottawa police brought in the, the Nazis today, the shock troops um, to prepare to shake them up. They're already doing financial back ends. The FBI is tracing all the monies of anybody that's involved in U.S. and Canadian trucker donations. They've obviously tried to pressure um, the crowdsourcing, uh, crowdfundMe or GoFundMe. I don't know why they set up on GoFundMe in the first place because every major GoFundMe that's been set up for our good has been shut down. It has. By GoFundMe. I, I think this is an indication of just the general levels of awareness and awakening. I, I think it was done in good faith, and I think that it was done by somebody who just wasn't completely aware of what the repercussions right. were. One thing that we have probably more to our advantage than anywhere else in the world is the level of awakening that has happened here. Uh, across the states. I thought you were going to say guns. <laughs> yeah, well, we have that too, but it's interesting. I point this out for all the guns we have. I think the world is a little bit stunned that we haven't gone to guns. And yeah. that speaks a lot for the, the, us as people, I think. Yeah, because I think they'd like that. I, I think that would be a wrong move. I fully agree. I think, you know, one topic I do want to touch on because there's no way you've avoided it. And I, and I, it's been there and I've been, I've been through it as well. And it's the Q movement, which I find very interesting because there's good things about it that were definitely about awakening, but it has, it kind of morphed in my opinion to be almost a cult to where the people can't see outside of those walls and everything gets reframed and there's, they've stopped doing the great digging that they've done. I don't know what your experience is, but we'd love to get your opinion. I've stayed very focused the whole time on blowing apart operations and agendas and following the money trails, who's behind everything. Cause I want to get behind that magic curtain behind the people pulling the strings that none of us can see. So I've kind of stayed away from that altogether. I mean, I, I see, of course I see stuff going around on social media. Um, I do think that it, it, you know, it did wake a lot of people up, whether or not it's white hat, black hat, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, 
I was just trying to stay very focused on the facts and the evidence that I could dig up and expose that. Well, I think that's notable and, and, and it's important because ultimately in, in, cause I, I got deep into watching and doing Q research for a while and I've read all the posts and I think to, with the message that I took away was just that is it question everything, dig relentlessly right, and always seek the truth. And I think those are fundamental tools in that, um, whether, whatever Q is, was, I don't know. And I, and I'm, there's things that come up and, and it's interesting to see it. And you go, well, that's an interesting piece. I'm, it probably isn't just a coincidence. Right. But at the same time, it's there is a, a tendency, and I've, I think this goes far beyond Q. It's a tendency to want to work into a worship of these things. A group of people will come and save us. Trump will save us. Q will save us. We And it's, it's this deflection of what is ultimately the pinnacle of responsibility which is each one of us is part of the plan to save humanity not some outside um guy riding in on a horse with a couple of soldiers behind right right idolatry is dangerous yes it's a very dangerous thing so where are you going now with your research i know you said you're kind of balancing it between looking at solutions with this other what are some of the solution directions you're looking at so right now I'm finishing up the last three parts of my nine part series. And then I'm going to be focusing on, um, gosh, I have a whole list. I literally last night was, was up writing a whole list of things that I personally would like to learn more about and things that I know other people would like to learn more about. Um, you know, and, and I've actually been talking with a good friend of mine about potentially starting a weekly show with him where we focus strictly on solutions. So that's something um, that's potentially in the works right now that I'm kind of excited about. That's fantastic. I know we're launching, I just launched the blog on the website the other day, and we're going to be moving forward now towards just kind of preparation solutions for people, just common sense stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, we also are trying to, encourage people and we're building out quietly quietly is not really the right term, but <laughs> through the network, getting as many people on ham radio as possible. So we can start having a pretty massive net of friendlies on the ham radio network. And there's already great ham guys, but more of the communities that we've built. Nice. So it's some, I, I think that's important. I think we've it's got to be very looking important. at, but, yeah. but with that, cause I had started looking into some communications and um, you know, satellite phones and all different kinds of stuff. And with the, with the ham though, don't you have to like file something with the state to have oh, yeah, that the, or the, they get more information on you. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh anymore. I'm like, it's just well, you already ridiculous. said I'm, I'm minus one on that social credit score. Remember? Right. I'm not, Yeah. <laughs> there, there's there. They have everything. This yes. is the point that I think that we just, people have to just kind of swallow and go, look, they've got everything on you. They've mm-hmm. got every profile on you. Um, there's nobody that they haven't pegged. I mean, they've already mapped out in Meta. They've mapped out every property on the globe. Right. So you can go in and buy it. There's one place you can go in and buy properties. I'm laughing. I was like, so you're going to live in the digital space of my house. Nice. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, what is it? Oh, oh, you haven't heard this? No. So there, they, there's a whole real estate market that they're building in Meta. And oh, so there is a company yes. that is taking and mapping out all of the real estate. It's kind of like uh, Zillow for Meta, if you will. 
and you can own the digital space, which you know where this is going. You're now going to be able to buy property in the future with mineral rights, physical rights, and digital rights to your property. I mean, that, that's literally where we're going. When you say meta, are you talking about the metaverse, Facebook virtual Yeah, metaverse, world? metaverse, right, okay. metaverse, the virtual, okay. not meta, the company, which was nicely done by Zucker. <laughs> um, you know, so they confused the whole thing. And this whole thing is a fourth industrial revolution agenda oh, from the beginning. Yeah. Everything is and, about the 2030 agenda and the 2021 and moving us into the, gosh, I've read more World Economic Forum white papers than I've cared to ever read in my life. I, absolutely. And it's Klaus Schwab, our favorite hand puppet, but he's just yeah. really, I, I consider him to be more like mouthpiece, the, mouthpiece but also the drama mouthpiece because mm-hmm. people all look at him and they miss the bigger movements yeah, that are going on. He is on. the distraction. Yep. He is definitely. I mean, it, he's he's got some truth in what he's saying where they want to take everybody. Right. But definitely the, the whole movement here between, well, and I, this, everyone here on my channel knows how I feel. It's like MAGA was fourth industrial revolution in disguise. That's make America great again by let's put in robotics, 5G, CRISPR technology to gene edit. Let's add in there a little bit of uh, of AI to run your life, and let's add some mix some transhumanism in that soup, and we're going to make America great again. I mean, that's you pretty just much described the entire fourth chapter of my report <laughs> <laughs> that I uh, did on the one that that's being published into the book. Yeah. Oh, it, really? Yeah, yeah, it's all about all everything you just said, and uh, that and the CBDCs, the financial end of things, and where that's going, and. You know, I don't, I don't know how familiar people are with George Church, but wowzers. Uh, so Morgan Freeman, and I can't remember the gal who, they're working on a documentary on George Church and the, the CRISPR and gene editing. And they're going to try and put this in this beautiful light of how it can save humanity. This is a man who, holy cow. I, you you got to read like the fourth chapter of of my report because I, I detail a lot of things with that with the the whole CRISPR gene editing. I mean, they're right now working on putting vaccines into lettuce, and they're talking about uh, what was I just going over yesterday? Um, fertilizer. So gene editing of fertilizer which, you know, is now quadruple in price and making it very difficult for farmers. And who knows in a couple of years from now, if they're even going to be able to afford to grow corn. So who comes to the rescue? Bill Gates, of course, who's funding these bio companies on uh, doing gene edited microbes for fertilizer, a whole new way of doing fertilizer. And God only knows what's in it. We know it's not good. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, that... You know, I'm, I can see because you read Catherine Austin fits it well. She's been she's another great mind in this. Yeah. And Kat, and she has been talking about, you know, the, the economic scam this whole thing is and how difficult it is to and the decisions we're going to have to make to break from it. Because just like you're saying, they're squeezing at every point. Right. And unless people are going to get back to starting taking responsibility for your for your wealth, wellness. And that means, you know kill your lawn, grow a garden, literally, right. and start getting serious about it like now, um, 
you're going to get caught flat-footed. And you better have about a year's worth of supplies stuck away, if not longer, because it's they're going to squeeze, and you're going to have to fall on that while you get other things going. But it's they have no problem watching you know, half of humanity starve to death and they don't really care. I mean, it's, this is, these people are more maniacal than I think we've ever imagined in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine's great. She's actually, uh, Solari reports is who's publishing my book for me. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, she yeah. publishes my, a lot of my reports over there. She's fantastic. In fact, she just emailed me, um, people should check it out. Dr. Joseph McCullough just, did he brought on Catherine and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Alex because I can't pronounce his full name, but he's the editor for uh, Bitcoin times magazine. Mm-hmm. Really brilliant mind. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this. So it was three hours long and I'm, it's so intriguing though. So he's talking about, you know, they're discussing the whole financial agenda and what's coming down the pike and of course you know he's for bitcoin and so he's explaining his theory behind it and she's explaining her theory and why she doesn't think we should have like digital finance um because of mr global controlling it but they agreed on many things they disagreed on some they were you know it was a fantastic intriguing thought-provoking discussion and they're gonna end up doing a part two because Everyone's just trying to work together and get to the bottom of how can we all have individual sovereignty? You know, how can we um, build around this in the best way possible? Because we know that we're against this ticking clock of them literally just flipping a switch. That's an absolute truth. Yeah. Well, Corey, where can people find your work and support your work? So it's uh, coreysdigs.com, C-O-R-E-Y-S-D-I-G-S.com. And you can find all of my social media links on there. And, um, or if you go to Liberty Links, because I got booted from Linktree, uh, all my links are on there as well. <laughs> so that's the easiest ends. way to just sum it up is you can find me on there. I'm also on Patreon. And, um, and then I do the weekly dig it podcast, which is on a dozen different platforms. Believe it or not, I have not been booted from YouTube yet. They've, they've blocked me several times and removed videos, but I have yet to be booted from there. I'm in the same. I have like 180,000 followers and every time I I can go for about three posts and then they flag me. But, but what they do is I'm, I've been at in the 42,000s for over a year now. And every time I tick up over 43, they knock me right down to an even 42. It's pretty funny. Oh yeah. (laughs) They they tell you like, they make this big deal. Like when you get a hundred thousand, we're going to send you a plaque. Well, I'm on the bad boy list. So I don't get one of those plaques. It's like, now we're not going to give that to you because, you know, it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you too. Funny. It's, it's, it was real interesting to me is still the number of people that are over there that are unaware of other platforms. Cause I, we run into it all the time when we go back over there. You almost like, I, I, are you real? Or are you like, like AI bots that have missed me or right. something? You know, it's kind of funny cause it's, it's strange, but there is a, pretty significant number of people that don't migrate off that platform. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, Corey, we always close with a prayer. If it's okay, we'll do a prayer for you. Sure. Heavenly father, we want to thank you for this time that we've come together and just to hear the voice of another great truth teller and researcher. 
we're just honored to have the number of people in this fight to be able to continue to open our eyes and to open our hearts to the greater mission of truth and the pursuit of truth in all that we do. Lord, in this time when there is so much going on and so much chaos, we just ask for that strength and that resolve and continue to bless Corey for all she does. Continue to stay the way and keep her eyes forward in this fight to continue to bring the truth to the many. And we say these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure having you on. It really has. What a great conversation. Yeah, we could have talked for two more hours. Go so fast. Well, I think we'll have to have you back on. (laughs) Sounds like a fun. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll stay in touch and do stay in touch. I'd like to get you back on and give some updates if that's okay. Your book's out in a few weeks, you said? Yes, and I'll I'll have it on my uh, website. I'm not going to be putting it on Amazon or anything like that. So, Oh, good. Another one that likes to bypass the Amazon nightmare. That's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, well, I'll stay in touch, Corey. Thank you, and I look forward to having you back on and, and uh, just look forward to seeing a lot more of your work. So thank you again and have a, just a very blessed day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Well, Patriots, that was Corey Lynn. Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Do follow her. She's outstanding in what she does and and the work that she does. As you can hear, she's a brilliant mind, a great researcher, and uh, definitely one you want to keep up with because she produces a lot of material, and you will learn a lot. And she Her website is just an amazing resource, too, if you just – Go over there and check it out. And she says it's all there for everybody. And the way she just support gets her work supported by donations, which I love that model as well. No paywalls, nothing like that. So check it out and continue to dig. I think if there's one lesson to take from this, it's that we all have responsibilities to seek the truth constantly. You just can't accept the narratives the way they are, and you have to realize that there's layers and layers and layers that we're going to be moving through here to get to that core truth. And that core truth is going to change, and it does change and will continue to change everybody that walks it. There's not easy pathways. I think the greatest part of the awakening has been the realization of just how deep these rabbit holes actually go. And they are deep and they are connected. And we are witnessing so much of this that has been a stage show before us. And there's crumbs of goodness and hard truth. And there's a whole bunch of scattered seeds of deception in everything. That's the way they fight. And that's why it's been so difficult for us to get to the bottom of things and to really understand what is real. One thing is real and that's, the amazing people that we are. That's an absolute truth. We are far greater than anything we can imagine. The biggest thing is we have to believe it. Once we start to realize how powerful and how great we are as human beings, we will stop being suckered by their nonsense. And the more that we accept that, the more that we embrace that, the more that we realize how they treat us like, literally, like, idiot children. So keep digging, never stop. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers up. Keep our prayers focused with this unity that we need to continue to build across this world, across this nation. Keep your prayers up for Canada. 
They're holding the line right now, and they need to continue to hold the line. We all just have to lock in, and really I mean that because this is – we have to bring this system shuddering to the ground. And I'm telling you, if Homeland Security thinks I'm a domestic terrorist, I don't want to disappoint them. (laughs) So God is with us. He'll never forsake us, and in the end, God will always win. But we have a mission. And it's to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. So mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. You might want to jump on over as well to listen to The Kilted Christian. That's Duncan's show. That's right after this. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price. Bear any burden meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>